welcome to the Farming on Purpose podcast. Today's challenges in agriculture are new, but the grit and determination required to be successful have been handed down for generations. On the Farming on Purpose podcast, we preserve the ag heritage and traditions we built our identity on while pursuing the American dream of multi-generation farms that innovate for the future. Listen along as we share stories of how farmers and ranchers are building legacies, both in their business and their character, for the sake of those they'll pass the reins to. I'm your host, Lexi Wright, and I'm excited to talk with you about the financial, generational, and production challenges facing producers in the ag industry today. This podcast is brought to you by Back Pocket Social Marketing. And yes, this is Lexi here. This podcast has been a real passion project for me. All the time that goes into interviewing guests, editing, and producing the show is sponsored by my freelance marketing agency. We specialize in website design, social media advertising, content creation and management, and email marketing. If you like to take a foundational approach to your marketing and figure out exactly what's working for you and what's not, and really focus on efficiency, then you would be a great candidate to work with us. You can reach out and talk with us more at Lexi at BackPocketSocial.com. We would love to help you solve your marketing challenges. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Farming on Purpose. Uh, today, I have Jason Meadows, and Jason Meadows is the host the host of the Ag State of Mind podcast. And um, a friend that we had on the podcast earlier this season, John Soxy, actually recommended Jason to me, and that's how I kind of came across you, and then dove headfirst into your podcast and your blog and everything. So um really excited to talk to you just about the things that you like to talk about on your podcast because turns out we like to talk about a lot of the same things. So awesome. Yeah. Um Great. do you want to tell us a little bit more about you and how you got started, what you've been sure. doing lately? Sure. Sure. Well first off I'll say uh I appreciate John. Uh John and I have become pretty decent friends, uh, you know, from afar, him and I met at a Kansas beef council thing when he was still working for them. Um, so I appreciate John and him recommending me, uh, to you. So John's a, John's a great guy. He is, um, yes. but yeah, I'm so I am from, I'm from Cuba, Missouri, outside of Cuba, Missouri. I was born my family's cow calf operation. Um, it's, uh, it's not as big as it used to be, but uh, we have around 200 head of mama cows. That's where I grew up. Um, my dad actually owned a local livestock market for many years. Um, but I kind of my journey began. I I left. I you know went to I went to high school in Cuba. Did all things, you know, baseball football and then was in 4-H and stuff. And, uh, you know, I went to St. Louis College of Pharmacy in uh, 2002. That's when I graduated high school and uh, went to went to St. Louis, which was only about an hour and 15 minutes down the road, but it was made as well have been like a lifetime away. Uh, it was so much, it was such a culture shock for me to go into the city like that. Um, just so hard. And I really think that's when my mental health journey really began um, mm -hmm. because I had such a hard time adjusting to the city. And I don't know if I ever really truly adjusted. Now, part of that is on my own fault. I didn't want to adjust. So that was, uh, that was more on my end than anything else. But, 
I went, finished college in 2008, came back home and started running a cow-calf operation again, kind of taking over my dad's and then running one of my, of my own as well. Uh, went, started going to, uh, started work at a local hospital where I still work today. That's where I met my future wife. She was a nurse. So that's been, that was in 2008. Here we are in 2023. We have four kids. Uh, we have, we purchased another farm and I be in 2019, I began my podcast ag state of mind, because like I said, in college, I really started having my own mental health challenges, um, dealing with school, dealing with living in the city when I didn't want to be, but also knowing that I kind of had to stick, not didn't have to stick it out, but I wanted to stick it out because I wanted to get through and get that degree. Um, and I'm glad I did, obviously. I'm glad I went through the hard things, but uh, it, it took its toll on me. And um, I didn't really understand how much it did until after I was out of school. And uh, just, uh, I really struggled. And but I did get better. I, I did all the things that it took to get better. Uh, it's, I'm still working on it today, but I'm, I'm vastly improved of where I once was. And uh, now I, the reason I started the podcast is because I knew there would have to be other people like me that struggled in a way that was similar to me that were involved in rural life, involved in agriculture. And because there were a lot of stresses that come from that as well, trying to, Mm -hmm do that, mitigate that with having a town job and a family and all the things and still wanting to do the best job that you can with everything else. Um, so that's kind of where the why came from. I, I struggled myself and wanted and got better and wanted to help others do the same. And I, I just, I wasn't really sure how it would go over with folks. I wasn't sure how, um, it would be received and, it, it was, it's been really well received. People are very hungry for this kind of conversation and, you know, and people like yourself who want to have me on their podcast to talk about this is proof enough to know that I'm continuing to do the right thing, even when it's hard. Like there are even, there are days where I just, sometimes it's really hard for me to do the, the work, um, but being able to come on and talk about it and, and share the mission with other people uh, makes it all worth it. That's um, an amazing story. And I'm so, I am so glad that you share it because it's one that needs to be shared. And one that I feel like having kind of a, about a little bit of a positive, like it's part of life spin Mm -hmm. on it. um, Like you do, it makes it, so much more digestible and more relatable than when people come at it, come at you with it from the like health perspective or the um, preventative, here's the best recommendations perspective. That's like, well, everybody can blah, 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 check boxes. But when it's you managing that in your everyday life, it just, it's like, oh, well, that makes so much sense. That helps me understand how it might show up in my own life too. Yeah. And that's what I, something I really pride myself on. I'm, I'm thank you for saying that as far as it being relatable, because that's what I really try really hard to do is be relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much other info and uh, resources out there that may not be as relatable. 
And you know, they may have more of the facts and more of the studies and more of the empirical evidence. Uh, I don't have as much as that, but I do have real life lived experience. And mm -hmm. I think that's really what people are really craving. And, um, you know, and the things I talk about on the podcast are just, they're just things that I'm dealing with in my own life or things that other people have reached out to me and want to talk about. And we have conversations with about it. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just real talk about, about just the struggles and the challenges and overcoming them and doing the best that we can, no matter what, uh, that's really what the ethos of the podcast is all about. Yeah. Well, I love that, that, I mean, you can tell that it is a work of, of passion for you. So it's, yeah, it's it absolutely a pleasure is. to listen to. Um, you mentioned kind of a little bit as you introduced yourself, you, that you have a unique blend in your life of, you know, ranching the podcast, um, your job, balancing all that comes with stress, but it also sounds like it comes with like a true sense of fulfillment for you to be doing each of those things or having each of those roles in your life. Um, and as dad and husband too, mm -hmm. um, has that, I guess in different seasons, I feel like those things can both cause stress trying to strike a balance between all those things and also cause be the, be like the solution to stress. I wondered if you, how you kind of see that or approach that in your own life. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I wear a lot of different hats and, you know, the most important ones I wear are father and husband. Um, so I think just really making sure those are my priorities. Those are like my top two priorities and then filling in the gaps with everything else. Mm -hmm. That's what, you know, when you have those two things as my firm foundation, my North star um, and kind of guide everything else I do towards that. Um, it makes it, and we're going to have stressful seasons. You know what I mean? Like there's always going to be stress and there's always going to be stuff going on and there's always going to be, wrecks and curveballs, things that you just don't see coming. Um, but, you know, whenever you're directing all of your things at the right, uh, right direction, directing at the right direction, that makes a <laughs> lot of, that was a kind of a double stated there. Um, it makes things a lot easier for you. It makes things a lot uh, easier to maintain, a lot easier to balance, if you will. Um, making sure that you have your priorities in line is, mm -hmm. is to me is number one. Yeah. And that's something that I've been working on a lot recently mm -hmm. in my life. That's kind of why I started um, my podcast. And yeah. it's been so interesting because I'm not somebody who spends a lot of time thinking about what my priorities are. Um, just kind of like, in day-to-day -day life, it's like head down, get through it, keep going, keep going, keep going. Mm. And then when I finally slowed down enough to pause and look at what my priorities were, I was like, I don't know that I'm really matching how my time is spent with what my priorities yeah. are. And that yeah. was a big eye-opener for me about a year ago. And that's kind of the, the thought process behind like, you know, farming is a priority for me, but I want to do it in a way that it makes and is purposeful in my life. It's not just 
what we and, do. Yeah. And that was a hundred percent how I, my philosophy changed around it too. Like I remember there were just so many busy jobs that I tried to do, you know, like things that weren't a hundred percent necessary, especially when I had so many other obligations as a parent and as a husband. Mm -hmm. um, but when I got all that lined out, when I realized what was most important, that's when things started changing for the better. And yeah. I think now, um, now I just wonder like, how did I ever even worry about some of those things? <laughs> like, you know, um, yeah. And, and I'm happier now because of taking the time for the things that were more important. Yeah. Taking the time for the things that are more important. That's, that's what it all boils down to, I think. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, it's so easy to get lost in the noise. There's so mm -hmm. much noise. There's so much distraction. It's so easy to get lost in it. But like when you can just kind of slow down, even for just a second and just think, what are your priorities? Why are you doing what you do? Um, then it makes sense. Yeah. And it all makes sense. I feel like in agriculture, I don't want to speak for everyone, but a lot of people I see and interact with put a lot of pressure on themselves to have their farm or their ranch perform in a certain way for them to manage the operation in a very particular way that, again, may or may not line up with what their actual priorities are. And it's just interesting, I think, that so many of us in agriculture seem to put that pressure there on ourselves too. Like things have to be this way. And if they aren't, it's very stressful. It's very like you can get down in a, a negative sort of mind quickly. I feel like, have you, is that something that you have experienced? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, personally, that's something that I still continue to struggle with. I mean, I struggle with when things aren't exactly how I would like them, but I, I get over it a lot faster now. And I just kind of have to tell myself like, you know, what is, my wife really helped me see this one time. She says, you know, does this matter? Like in the eternal perspective, mm -hmm. like, is this going to matter in, you know, in, in eternity or is this even like, not even, is it going to matter in eternity? Is it going to matter in five years or is it going to matter in a year? Is it going to matter in, you know, a month and right. starting to like to think with the end game in mind, like that's really another thing that really helped me see is like looking at when, well, how does this all fit into the long game and what really matters. And, mm -hmm. and that really helped me. It's like, she, I remember I would be down on about something, you know, usually farm related. And I'm like, you know, just, I would be down on the dump. She goes, does this really matter? Mm. Like, does it matter that these, I, I can't even say I like things are so it's so beyond me now, things that don't matter anymore. Um, that it's hard for me to even think about some of the things I used to stress about that. Uh, oh, just like, like cattle prices or whatever. Like I have no control over that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, is it going to matter in a month or a year, you know, what your, if your cast didn't bring $50 more than what they did or whatever? Mm -hmm. um, no, it doesn't matter in, in the long game. I mean, it seems like it matters. It seems like it matters a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it doesn't matter. It does matter, but like, you stressing about it doesn't 
doesn't change. That's just when I yeah. it, that's when I just started focusing on the different things. Like, you know, I quit worrying about how much, just to bring it back to cattle, how much like the calves brought. I started instead focusing on how much money I put into them or how little money I put into them, hopefully, mm -hmm. and try, you know, the better return and that sort of things. I started just asking myself different questions and looking to do things in a more, um, more efficient manner for my time and for my energy and, and, and for my mental health. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just trying to do things that matter more like today, today is a really good example. We've got, we've still got a lot of grass. We were very fortunate. We've had some grass. I'd like to feed some cows today, but um, it was a day I could kind of take off from it. And I fed one set of cows that needed it a little bit and I didn't feed the rest of them. And you know, I feel pretty good. I didn't rush around. I was kind of relaxed this evening and, um, you know, not every day is going to look like that. I know that, but, uh, it felt pretty good to have that happen. Yeah. It's funny how those kind of day-to-day -day stressors do add up. And it's interesting to hear you say the, the things that you don't stress about or don't worry about anymore, because I tend to go the opposite way of like, nothing matters. Um, which can also be very negative sure. if you go too far that way. Um, but it's nice. Um, my husband is similar to your wife that kind of bring perspective to the situation. And Isn't it nice to have that though? Yeah, it um, really is. Because they, it, it's, it seems like in marriages that there are two of the diff two different types of people and they, yeah. You know, they meet each other and there's the pe person that worries about everything. And then there's the person that worries about, or I shouldn't say worries about everything, but we worry about different things. Yeah. And I know that that is very like, we, we, we're, we're both like, it's very rarely we worry equal amounts about the same thing <laughs> because, but that's a good thing because you need somebody to pull you out of the troughs whenever mm -hmm. things are, whenever things are uh, at their, at, at seemingly at their, their hardest, you yeah. need somebody to pick you up and help you out and um, hopefully be that for that person when they're down in the dumps. Absolutely. Having different stressors helps too. I feel like I get very, like overstimulation by noise and the kids and my husband is just like cool as a cucumber during that versus opposite like when something breaks and it he is instantly like oh things are not going well time to mm -hmm. get upset yeah. and i'm like yeah it's fine don't worry about yeah. it yeah yeah it, it mat that matters a lot it matters to be able to be kind of keep that even keel mm -hmm. it does well, I think um, we consider ourselves, we're not really beginning farmers because we both come from farming families, but we're starting our own operations. We kind of consider ourselves beginning farmers. And a lot of the folks that are in similar situations I talk to, they kind of get in that rut of negative thinking um, when the situation's not ideal. Right. Um, they're in, I mean, that phase of starting a farm is so stressful. Um, you're trying to piece together time, piece together equipment, piece together, you know, leases or whatever to make it work. And I feel like there's a lot of negativity, both in conversations I see online and in have in person about how the heck does this like new generation of 
agriculture production people in agriculture production how do we make it work is that you guys kind of came into it a little bit different way but I I mean I feel like it's stressful no matter how you come in how did you guys kind of go through that when you got started and came back yeah I mean it is and we're still going through some of the growing pains I mean it's been 15 years since I graduated college and back here on my own and I'm still figuring things out things are still stressful but you know what and I and again I'm going to bring it back to my wife because she's such a cool, even just such a, like, like a modern day philosopher. I feel like she is a lot of the time. And we were having a conversation with somebody at church yesterday, just about the state of the world and how things are just so crazy. And yeah, it's really easy to get overwhelmed when you think about the big picture. Mm -hmm. You think about like the, Oh, like, you know, what all there is going on, but whenever you can just take it day to day, you, you look at your goals, like the goals are big, right? You have big goals, but don't get so lost in like the big long-term picture. Worry about what's in front of you on that day. What can you do on that day to get you closer to where you want to be in a year, five years, 10 years, and worry about that. And don't worry about anything else because you don't have really control over what happens in five years. Right. You, but you do have control over what happens today. And that's really, really powerful to be able to look at it in that capacity. There's a book by John Acuff called, um, um, finisher. And he talks about, you know, it's good to have these great big goals, but you should take those goals and you break them down, break them in half and then break them in half again and work towards those goals, you know, a quarter of what your original goal is. And you're able to, when you're able to work at it at just little small intervals, then you're going to set yourself up for success and not be so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think sometimes you're right. Like we see the goal as too big. We see the goal as, well, I need to have X number of acres and I need to be a full-time farmer and it all needs to happen in the next two years. And it's just not realistic. There's no, like, there's no direct, like there's no set way that you have to do something. Mm -hmm. The only way that you should do something is why it works for you. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I found when talking about to people about agriculture in any sort of fashion is everybody has their own context. Like I have way different context, even than my next door neighbor. Mm. You know, we, we run cattle virtually on the same ground. You know, every, things are virtually the same, but we have such different situations that we can't, we can't compare to what he has or is doing neither can and for the same is true for him he can't compare to me we all we all have our own context um and that's what really matters we can't look at it things any other way yeah why do we do that to ourselves it's like that timeline that it exists in our imagination i don't know what it is that makes it goes back that. to just we just we're so we set such unrealistic expectations of ourselves and you know it's not really fair to ourselves but we have to we have to fight through those and just again 
do what we can do each day, day in and day out, and just get give it your best those those in those short intervals, and then you're eventually it'll all work out. Mm-hmm. And I need to take my own advice. I'm terrible at that. I'm terrible <laughs> at at getting overwhelmed and looking at the long game instead of the short game. Um, but uh, you know, I know whenever I do just the small little things every single day, um, it it can really have a big impact. Okay. And it's one of those things where it's like if you worry too much about the long game, you shoot yourself in the foot because you spend all your time worrying instead of figuring out a way to make it to yeah, forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I think um your intentionality that you have kind of that you're approaching your day-to-day life with is very inspiring and in how you talk about your priorities. Is that something that has taken you a long? I know you say you're still working on it, but is that something that took you a long time to figure out, or is it just something that you are constantly fine tuning? What yeah, kind of brought you to that? It's it's definitely something I I'm definitely a work in progress, um, but I'm much I'm much better at being intentional than I ever was before. Um, I try to get better a little bit better each day, and. Um, I can't like point to a specific time of where intentionality was really took over, but you know, I, I, I really try to do everything with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Everything I do, I try to have a purpose with for it. And if I don't have a purpose, then I either need to a find one or B stop doing that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I like to scroll on social media too. And, um, but I, try to stop it at a certain point, you know, that's just an example. And Mm -hmm. I try not to watch too much TV or anything like that. I just try to squeeze the most I can out of my day and enjoy, enjoy the day as much as possible and not waste, not waste any time. Um, That's, that's really been key in me being able to get everything done. Yeah. And some things go left undone. Like I've got projects that I've been wanting to do for years now that don't happen just because I don't, I have other, it's not, I, it's not that I don't have the time. I do have the time, but I choose to spend that time on other things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those, those, we all make time for the things that are most important to us. We always do. You know, whatever is most important to you is going to look different from time to time and from other people, but you know, a hundred percent, we all make time for the things that are most important to us. Yeah. And I think sometimes we slip into a, like those situations where we're making time for things that are easy and not necessarily the yes. most important to us. Yes. And that's where I think I know that's where I got to at a point. It was like, it's so much easier to prioritize work because for me, that's what comes naturally. That's what, is like my, I know what needs to be done. I just do it. Um, whereas like when you have to shift that focus and realize like work's not everything, like I need to have other things in my life too. Right. spend time on those priorities. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, again, mapping out your priorities is key. Like understanding that working towards a certain goal and everything that you do, 
you can't just be out there blind, blindly doing things like mindlessly doing things. You have to have a purpose. You have to have a reason for doing what you're doing. Otherwise you're just, just existing. Yeah. Yeah. That's no fun. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. No. Hey, it's Lexi here, and I'm interrupting the show to tell you about a new option we have for marketing support for you. I've met so many people the past six months who are looking for DIY marketing support. And while I primarily offer marketing packages and website design in my marketing business, I'm excited to have something just for you DIYers too. So I know you need answers quickly to help you overcome tech challenges and get feedback on your marketing content when you have a spare minute to work on it. And you want to keep growing and learning how to make your marketing work in a way that makes sense for you. Here's what I've got for you. First, you can sign up for a free marketing toolkit, which includes social media post templates, email marketing outlines, video ideas, and a content planner and tracker. And to get tutorials and answers to those pressing questions, sign up for our weekly marketing tutorials for just $10 a month, where we tackle your most frustrating challenges together. Or sign up for the marketing support line, where you get direct access via text message to ask all of your tech support and marketing advice questions. It's like having a marketing and tech support person in your back pocket. We solve website issues, social media challenges, and just give feedback on the content you're creating. You can find those options at LexiWrightConsulting.com slash social under marketing support. I like what you said, um, and I can't remember exactly how you said it, but about expectations, um, like managing your expectations and how you have projects that you've wanted to do for a long time, but they go undone um, because there's other things that are more important right now. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of manage your expectations around some of those things? Like there's only so much time in a day. There's only so many projects you can do. There's only so many improvements you can afford to make on your farm in a year, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, but, uh, you know, we have a set of values. We have a set of core values that we do as, as, as a family. And if, if we're trying to, we try to spend our time and spend our money on the things that line up with our core values. And if they don't, I put them to the wayside. Mm. Um, yeah, we have, um, you know, we, we try to enjoy our time as a family. We try to en- engage in one another's passions and uh, we try to, we try to travel when we can. And if, if there's a, a financial decision or a time commitment that comes up and it doesn't match to one of those pillars, it goes out the window. Um, so as you can see, it makes things, it's not easy always. In fact, it's very rarely easy, but it is simple. It makes the decision simple. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is really been kind of a secret to our being able to do the things that we do and um, getting the most out of life that we can. I think, yeah, this like a set of rules that you kind of, you call yes. them values, a set of rules that guides you in your decisions. That makes sense. I mean, it really takes a lot of the worry and the stress out of the decision itself. It's like, well, I already know the right answer. Right. We, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, 
you said it you said it perfectly like it takes all the worry out of it like it takes all the honestly the decisions already made for you you just have the dis- have to have the discipline to follow mm-hmm. through with the right decision and i mean that's hard it's hard yeah. to have the discipline i know it, it is yeah um but um you know if you can have the discipline and have those things that you're working towards then you can be successful yeah Well, I think that covers a lot of the ground that I kind of had in mind and I wanted to hear about from you. Is there anything else you really wanted to talk about today? No, I mean, I, I appreciate you talk. I appreciate this coming out and and working out like you did. Um, Yeah, it's, I I love talking about this sort of thing because when you hear the words mental health, it can kind of really gloss people over Mm -hmm. and, but whenever you talk about it in a real, like tangible, real life way, it makes people really like be more open up about it. Like, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. When you talk about mental health, you talk about the things that you want to do better as a family. You think about the things you want to do better as an individual. And whenever you can focus on the things that you can control, then the things that you don't aren't able to control uh, don't matter as much. Yeah. Um, So I appreciate you being able to have this conversation with me and uh, I hope your listeners find some value in it. I hope so too. And I, I just really appreciate you approaching it, the subject that way and setting that example. I feel like even for me, like I try to open up about it and still even I'm like, it's hard. It's it hard is. to push through that barrier we put up to the world. It's it is. It's yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's hard to really um, it's hard to break through, like you said, that barrier. But it's uh it's needed. It's needed. It and the more people that talk about it, the easier people time people are going to have. And the people that you would be the most shocked to relate with about something are the ones that you do. hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. I think, and I really, sorry, I'm <laughs> blabbering on now, but no, it's okay. I think the, what you said there about having that, it's not all doom and gloom. It's, it's the values. It's the improvement a lot of the topics are the exact same things that like coaches talk about. It's just, they take a positive stance on it. Whereas when a lot of times when we say mental health, we take it from a negative. Yeah. It has this like negative connotations with it and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's unfortunate, but um, yeah. So whenever I take the, I try to put the positive spin on it because um, yeah, things are, and I'm not going to say like, oh, things are t- not tough. That things are tough. Like you're going through some hard stuff. Uh, I have no doubt that that's true. But whenever you can kind of reframe your mindset and reframe your thinking, then you can get through those hard things with a lot more grace. Yeah. With grace. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate the perspective that you bring and that you just continue to bring to all these conversations that you're having with folks on your podcast. And it's just a real blessing that you agreed to have this conversation with me tonight. And I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm fortunate for both of our, uh, both of our sets of listeners to hear this podcast as we're going to both release it on ours. And, uh, I'm very excited and happy that you have a podcast and uh it's because i i just don't think there's ever enough ag podcasts i don't think there ever will be enough and i'm happy that 
everybody there's there's some there's something out there for everybody you yeah. know and uh i'm i feel very very blessed to have these conversations like the one we're having tonight i love discovering new ag podcasts because that is a bone i have to pick with apple that it is impossible to search for ag podcasts because you have to search with so many different terms to it needs to be a category. The right one yes yeah, it, it absolutely needs to be a category i totally agree yes Well, thank you so much, Jason. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Of course, Lexi. Thank you so much. Do you know someone building their ag legacy or with stories of yesteryear on the farm that need to be shared? Please let us know or help them apply to be a guest on the show at farmingonpurpose.com slash guest. If you've enjoyed spending time with us today, please take a moment to review the show on Apple Podcasts or give us a share on social media. You can follow the host of Farming on Purpose, Lexi, at at Farming on Purpose on all social media. And let us know what topics you want to hear more about.